Indeed, there are more questions than answers. Like when there's a knock on the front door, why does the dog always assume it's for them? Hi America, Helen <sighs> Wild. My name is Adrian Lee and I am your host. Welcome to the show, more questions than answers. The only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events of the mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre and just plain weird. If you have just tuned in, especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you've just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests, somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains, with the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. So snuggle under your covers, turn out your light and hold on tight. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting or for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and awe value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming, and I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and elevescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years with her own team called Hellhound Investigations and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. Heather realised this week that she had something in common with Mariah Carey. She doesn't know the words to her songs either. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the show, Heather. Hello, and that's probably true. Mm -hmm. It is true indeed. Mm -hmm. I also wish to introduce the man crazy, <laughs> Michelle Corey. Michelle was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. After 30 years, Michelle this week finally told her Cabbage Patch Kid it was adopted. <laughs> Life-changing moments right yeah, there. Yeah, you took it pretty well. Welcome to the show, Michelle. <laughs> Thank you. This is Series 2, Episode 102. The number 102 is a dream lover who has a fantasy about honey and touching my body. 102. <laughs> what? <laughs> the Mariah Carey songs. I'm sorry. 
102 is the emergency number in the Ukraine. I'm giving you vital information here. If you needed the emergency services in Ukraine and Belarus, you need to ring 102. If you're in Kiev and you've got your head stuck in the railings, 102. Again. (laughs) Again. It's the number you need to call. Straight away, there's points to be had in the Ukraine. Christians could be arrested for playing what? Bingo. Playing bingo. (laughs) That's considered gambling in some places. I know it is. There we go. Started in Italy, of course. Mm -hmm. What do you think, Michelle? Mariah Carey music. Playing Mariah. That should be a criminal offence. That is indeed a criminal record. It's playing... I'm here all week trying yeah. to fish. It's playing cards. I was close. Not really, no. Do you use cards for bingo? No. No, you don't. <laughs> Even Michelle, your closest ally and female friend, has thrown you under the bus. I guess. It's all right. With that one. In Odessa, there's authorities that allowed free parcels of land to all Black Sea citizens. And uh, they went to claim the land at the local council buildings. It was a parcel of land for 1,000 square metres. Who turned up to claim land? Which famous person, fantasy person, turned up in the Black Sea to claim 1,000 square metres of land in the Crimea? Blackbeard. Blackbeard the pirate. Yeah. He's not a fantasy figure. He was actually real. You have no idea. (laughs) Anyone you like. Anyone at all. Deadpool. Darth Vader. Oh! Someone dressed up as Darth Vader and claimed... A thousand square meters of land for the Imperial forces. <laughs> They're going to build true. a Death Star. There was a photograph started in Crimea. They gave it to him. Yeah, I assume he had documentation. Who knows? Ukraine has the fourth educated nation on the earth. Did you know that? Wow! Yeah. In the Ukraine, you wear your wedding ring on your right hand and not your left hand. Middle Just... finger. <laughs> I'm not sure. I haven't done the research. <laughs> You're not bitter about being married, are you? <laughs> It has the third most visited McDonald's of anywhere in the world. That's because there's only one. Probably, yeah. People travel (laughs) from all over the Ukraine to go and have their Whopper. Oh, no, Whopper's a different thing altogether. I get so easily confused in this country. There's all the reds and yellows, and it's just ridiculous. Arches. The synthetic chemical element Nobelium has the atomic number of 102 and was named... After Alfred Nobel, the inventor of dynamite and the benefactor of the Nobel Prizes. He said some very interesting quotes. I was reading about this gentleman. These Mm -hmm. are his quotes. If you have a thousand ideas and only one turns out to be good, I am satisfied. That was Alfred Nobel. He did another one here. Hope is nature's veil for hiding truths, nakedness. Mm. I know, you're learning things. You leave this show with more than you arrived with. I'll give you points if you can tell me who said this. I don't even have any good skills. You know, like nunchuck skills, bow hunting skills, computer hacking skills. Girls only want boyfriends who have great skills. Chuck Norris. Chuck Morris. (laughs) 
<laughs> I do believe this was Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, you are on fire. Do you see the link I made there with the dynamite? That's fantastic. I shall give you two points for show. I was thinking that. I am Napoleon Dynamite. dynamite. <laughs> I can tell that by your hair. Yes. 102 was a 1991 song by the duo The Judds from the album Love Can Build a Bridge, which is useful to know for the bridge construction workers of Minnesota. Every week, I enjoy reading out our mailbag. I enjoy all your messages of support, all of your Facebook comments. Firstly, thank you for all of your get well messages of support last week. (laughs) I was so sick with the flu. (laughs) I could not even get out of bed. We've missed our first show last week in three and a half years. So we have a good record of being fit and healthy on the whole. For the most part, But last week... I think I can speak for everybody that we were all dog sick and very, very unwell. It would have been a very choppy show. It wouldn't have been a great show, would it? So thank you for all of those messages of support. We're fighting fit and raring to go. And as an Aries, I absolutely hate 100% being unwell. There is nothing worse for an Aries than being unwell. I googled my symptoms and it told me I had three different diseases. I was (laughs) pregnant and only had two weeks to live. So that came as a shock. What's the third? I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) You you had three different diseases. (laughs) And I was pregnant. So being pregnant is a disease, is it? I only touched her and I didn't wash my hands. I'm sorry. What are we going to do with the baby thing? (laughs) Jump up and down. It'll be fine. You know when you get a blocked nose? You know, I sat there and thought about the times my nose wasn't blocked and how I took that for granted. (laughs) It puts a whole new perspective on things being unwell, doesn't it? Now, our regular listener, Robin, has posted, Why I wonder, is diaphanous easier to pronounce than Saskatchewan? (laughs) Did you hear me gather myself and really had to think really hard about that? He then goes on to say, I was bent double listening to you try, Adrian. Keep practicing. I'm not going to say it twice. I'm amazed I got it out once, to be honest. Us too. Martin in New York put together a brilliant ad for the law offices. (gasps) That was so funny. I loved that. Snort and Bell. Attorneys to the stars. We're very gifted and very talented listeners. You notice who's on top? Right on. I'm just a. You're the senior partner, are you? Right. Of a, myth, a mythical attorneys called Bell Bunk and Snort. That's right. Can you imagine having arguments saying, no, I think Snort should be first. No, no, Bunk needs to come first. Let's do it in alphabetical order. But I'm older than you. Arguments. This reminds me of when I used to be married and we'd have theoretical arguments. My ex wife would dream that I did something bad to her and she'd wake up and hit me. Oh, Shocking to do. We just hit you anyway. Yeah. I know, no dreaming involved. Roy in Indiana, he said he grew up in an Indiana town and had a good-looking mum that never was around. Um, oh, man. <laughs> last dance with a hairy man, apparently. I can't back any of that up with fact. He's, mm. uh, he's based in Indiana. He says, awesome show, guys. I just started listening tonight. Laughed so hard. So thank you for Roy Hello. in Indiana. Hello and thank you. Dancing with a hairy man. Stephen in Colorado posted the entire panel's lightning wit and aside. Keep me going. 
and I'm comically ready for hashtag games. That is funny. We don't post much on Twitter, do we? I need to get on there more. Mm -hmm. We have 92,500 followers on Twitter. If you wish to follow our Twitter account, that's Adrian underscore Lee underscore tips, T-I-P-S, for the International Paranormal Society. Jonas in California has written, wow. I've been listening to more questions than answers for over a year now. Time flies when you're having fun. That's awesome. Yes. Talking of anniversaries, did you also know that today is the second year exactly that we've been on the Dark Matter digital network? Yeah, absolutely. Congratulations. So there we go. Where's the cake? For points, I I left the cake out. I'm trying to help you. Thanks. I will give points to anyone who can tell me the gift you should get a loved one for your second anniversary. Socks. Socks. Michelle's having a good Sorry, long thing. This point, she's gone. Um, wood. <laughs> you want wood, do you? You're supposed to get that every day. <laughs> You're certainly not getting it for your 50th anniversary. I can almost guarantee it. <laughs> Heather's actually won. It's actually cotton, would you believe? I shall give your second wedding anniversary gift. Brilliant. Needs to be (laughs) cotton. So I've bought you all. I didn't bring you a cake, but I've got you all some Q-tips, if that makes you happy. They're all very soft. Happy anniversary. I would rather have cake. That's Mm. terrible. I spent all day in the department store today touching cotton. (laughs) (laughs) We are available on SoundCloud. You can listen to our archives at any time if you go to soundcloud.com and search for mqta radio you can listen to us in the car you can listen to us walking the dog in the gym or walking around the department store touching cotton now did you are you going to bring up what happened on soundcloud this you're, last you're week? so preemptive you don't give me a chance do you I know, I'm so excited. You never give me a chance. We also, this is a show for a lot of uh, milestones, actually. It is. I'm so we excited. actually went over 70,000 individual listens just on our SoundCloud oh archive. That's alone. awesome. Is that not That's amazing. So that's not, Thank you, everyone. That is... Oh. It's awesome, isn't it? We, we are available also on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn. So we've got four platforms you can access our archives on, but just SoundCloud alone. Wow. And that doesn't include our listeners on Dark Matter at 8 o'clock Central Time Mm-mm. every Friday. Just SoundCloud. Over 70,000 individual listeners. So thank you to all of those people. If you're listening to our archives, why not give us yeah. a little love heart? There's a mm-hmm. heart you can click on to say that you like our show. And you can write reviews as well. I don't think many people have written reviews on TuneIn or, or iTunes. iTunes. Yeah. No. So if you listen on those platforms, be sure to give us a little comment there might something nice if you don't like the show my advice is not to write anything at all <laughs> we have a facebook site all of the people that i read out previously all of their comments were on facebook if you go to more questions than answers with adrian lee on facebook we have all of the stories from tonight on there all of the chats all of the jokes all of the conversations the things that we can't read out all the video footage the photographs and much much more we have 5700 followers on there and as i previously mentioned if you wish to listen to the show first why not go to darkmatterdigitalnetwork.org.com as well works i believe either one darkmatterdigitalnetwork.com <laughs> no i think you can access it both I, ways yeah that's at eight o'clock on a friday and you can hear us first 
on there. My book has also been released recently. If you're looking for a spring break read, Mysterious Midwest, Unwrapping Urban Legends and Ghostly Tales from the Dead is available. And I've had many, many reviews on Amazon and every single one of them has given me five stars. So thank you for that. And with a foreword written by Grammy award-winning musician and bass player of Megadeth, David Ellefson. Now this week, Immigrants that wish to enter America and become citizens are given a 10-question civic test. Okay. They have many, many questions they have to revise. You only need to get six out of the 10 mm -hmm. to be allowed into the country. But there is a civic test. I thought for the first time on more questions and answers, we are playing Ask the Americans about their own country to see if they would get into America. Okay. Fun for all the family. And you can play along at home, kids, as well. Oh, so yeah. your question number one. As Americans, of course, you should get these very simply. Excellent. Otherwise, you won't be allowed into your own country. How many amendments does the Constitution have? Fairly straightforward start there. An easy one to start with. Heather Morris, American. 14. Born and raised in Minnesota. Is going with 14. <laughs> Michelle, who's looking like she's about to cry. You're not really going to get deported, I promise. I'm going to go with 19. It's actually... 27, so that's a really good start there for our Americans. Huh. <laughs> I just know what the 19th Amendment is. <laughs> How many justices serve on the Supreme Court? Heather Morris? Nine. <laughs> Six. Six. Miss Morris has actually scored a yeah. point. It is, in fact, nine. Is it really? It, oh, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> For one glorious I moment there. it would there. have to be an odd number, but I said six. She were tricking me into thinking you were intelligent. How dare you? If both the president and vice president can no longer serve, who becomes the president? Mm, the speaker of the house. Michelle's nodding is, in agreement. Yeah. You're absolutely right. You're not doing too bad. I thought you'd do a lot worse, actually. So Thanks. I'm, I'm very impressed. <laughs> okay, number four. When was the Constitution written? If you say Wednesday, it's not going to work. See, I've given you a clue. It was Wednesday. I don't know. I so don't know that for a fact. I'm just treading water. 1767. 1776. It was 1787. You are oh, both. Oh, it was after the oh. Oh. Number five, last one. What is the power of the federal government under constitution? They can do four things. I'll take any one. The power of uh, martial law. Martial law. Martial law. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. <laughs> yeah, with Chuck Morris. No, oh. you're wrong. Say the question again, please. What is the one power of the federal government under constitution? They can do four things. Federal government. I'm sorry. I'm making this way too hard. Um, you can they can pass a law. Well, they can print money. Oh. They can declare war. Ah. They can create an army. And they can make treaties. So at the end of that round, both Miss Morris and Miss Corrie are both being deported back to Europe. You're not going to be entered into the country. Now, this is what I was thinking. I posted this quiz. If people want to see those questions, there's loads more. And you can go onto our Facebook site, more questions than answers. So here's the new immigration test under more questions than answers rules. And the Russians are scoring, okay? Oh. This is what I think they need to do, okay? You need to answer these questions. This is my questions now for American okay. citizenship, okay? What is the next line? That's simple. All you have to do is give me the next line. Sunny day, sweeping the clouds away, on my way to where the air is sweet. Sesame Street. Can you tell me how to get... Brilliant. You've nailed it. You've got one point each. There you go. 
This is a much fairer <laughs> way, I think, isn't it? This is where we need to be. Who was Brad Pitt's first wife? Jennifer Aniston. Fantastic. 2000 to 2005. Hanson had a 1997 hit with the Mbop. song Mbop. There we go. More points to be had. <laughs> what does the word spam mean? It means separated pork and meat <laughs> likely. That's that. Unfortunately, the answer actually reads spammel. <laughs> you just can't get the L in at the end, can you? You just had Dremel. Oh, if you're oh, two. Wow, that's a double. If you're playing the Michelle Corey, more questions than answers. There's snot coming out. Oh, breathe, woman, breathe. You are now allowed to spammel? take spammel. We've got egg and spammel, peas and spammel, egg chips and spammel, eggs, chips, spammel and spammel. Spammel. I thought this would be an easy contest. You're going with spice, what? <laughs> you started. Wow. We need to take this more seriously. You're not going to be letting the country. <laughs> it's separated pork. A separated pork. How do you separate a pork? And meat likely. So meat separ- likely is one word. Separated. I don't want any product that's meat based where it says there could be likely to have some meat. How do you separate a pork? Oh, no. Is that a poe and an orc? Is it like two things? <laughs> wow. Separated pork, pork, and and meat likely. <laughs> if you say the bit at the end quickly, you can almost get away with it. Meat likely. There you go, perfect. <laughs> Michelle, are you going to give me the right answer? Well, I went to the spam museum for my birthday. Wow, someone loves you. <laughs> and you laughed at me for going to Dairy Queen for my prom. I went to the 3M Sandpaper Museum in Minneapolis, and, and that was rough. I loved the Spam Museum. I thought it was awesome. Really? Oh, I loved it. How it's, many rooms is that? It's pretty large. It's extensive, is it? It is extensive, okay. and you can get recipes and make your own can of Spam. God, I almost wish I was there. I know. So we're going to have the answer? Spiced ham. Ham, you're going to get points. Who knew? You knew more about those questions than you did mm-hmm. about anything else. But I think that would be the way, wouldn't it? If you were looking to ask questions. How to light a grill, sing me a couple of bars of Sesame Street, and we will let Eat you Eat some spam. In. Perfect. Yeah, spam. Spam. I've lost them. I'll just carry on talking and pretend they're not here. I'm on zero. Michelle is on four. Heather, rather bizarrely, based on all of her answers, has actually scored five. Nice. Which is quite remarkable. We do have a paranormal news quiz show dying to get out. A Spanish mayor has been urged to hire an exorcist after government officials complained of being haunted by the ghost of a young girl. An image that appeared to show a spooky visitor was caught on camera by a council official in the southern Spanish town of Vegas de Genel in the Granada province. The Granada province is, of course, the home of the Spanish streaker Senor Willy. <laughs> I can't back that up with nice. facts. The councillor said he was working late in the town hall when he suddenly felt the air turn cold. So- <laughs> It's not normally this size, it's just very cold. Speaking to the local newspaper, he said, it was abnormally cold in the office. Mm-hmm. So I put on my coat and got up to go to the bathroom. That's when I heard a strange rushing sound in the hallway. 
like someone was dragging files across the floor. The councillor who remains... Stop looking at me. The councillor who remains unnamed said he feared thieves had entered the building and reached for his phone, intending to call the police. Those thieving bastards. Oh, wow. <laughs> Those are thieving bastards. <laughs> Irish and Pakistani. Yeah. Wow, he's having quite the day. The councillor who remains unnamed said he feared thieves had entered the building and reached for his phone, intending to call the police. However, being too afraid to switch the lights on, he chose instead to take a photograph of the hallway to check if anyone was there. Mm. At first glance, all seems okay in the corridor. However, when he examined the image later, he noticed a ghostly image, believed to be that of a child. The town's mayor, Leandro Martins, initially took the report as a joke, but soon other colleagues came forward with their own mysterious experiences of inexplicable cold in the same area. While sceptical, the mayor had the heating checked by a technician who reported that it was working normally. He has since been urged to hire ghost hunters or a priest to conduct an exorcism session. Mayor Martins remains defiant, saying, how can I justify hiring a medium when I have residents without electricity? The truly scary... Horrific and terrifying tale of living in Spain and what it's like without electricity, sewage and clean water. Oh, and the tale of a child ghost. Why would a child ghost be hanging out in council offices when they could go anywhere? They could go in spirit to the play area in the park. They mm -hmm. could go to the zoo. Chuck E. Cheese. They can go anywhere they want. Did you know the animatronic band at Chuck E. Cheese was one of the few acts not to turn down playing at the inauguration? Just to throw that fact in. <laughs> wow. It's true. If a ghost child, why would a ghost child be hanging out in council offices, dragging files around? <laughs> I couldn't think it. It's like slave labour. I don't know. Poor Are we going to say kid. the B word? Yeah, I saw the picture. It's bonk. There we go. People <laughs> around the world, you can have a sip of your drink. We're three shots into the show. That's not bad after 25 minutes. That's yeah. right. I shall give myself two points for being fun and informed. Formative. Heather, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings? Selfies have become a natural part of people's lives, especially for teenage girls. But the image one 13-year-old caught on her phone gave her chills. I don't want to know what a 13-year-old girl's capturing on her phone. I couldn't... That's a strange set of circumstances right there. I just... <laughs> According to a Facebook post by Jessica Ogletree, there are only two people in the picture her daughter Haley took. But looking at the photo, there appears to be three. Haley and her brother Colton went fishing with their grandparents on Saturday for Colton's 12th birthday. After Colton caught the biggest fish he ever reeled in, Haley took a selfie and didn't even know what she had captured in the photo. So for his birthday, he got taken to fishing yep. rather than the Spam Museum in Austin. Yeah, I know. Disappointing, Rough right? Trots it's, right a, there. it's a toss-up, but Spam Museum's awesome. We need an MQTA. We should hire some sort of... Fishing trip? Coach. No, not a fishing... <laughs> You're fishing for spam now, are you? Wow. Spammle. It is spammle. <laughs> Sorry. In the photo, you can see Haley sitting in a truck with Colton in the bed and a man standing right in front of Colton. According to Jessica, the two kids and their grandparents hadn't seen anybody out in the back ponds in Paradise where they were fishing. According to Jessica, they also said that Colton explained that when Haley took the photo, he was 
fixing the tackle box. He and was fixing his tackle box. That's right. And nothing else was there, despite the fact it looks like there's a man right in front of him. When Haley, who wants to be a photographer, realized that she caught something on her camera, Jessica just freaked out. Jessica shared the picture on Facebook, and it was already been shared more than 2,000 times, and it has received more than 1,000 reactions. Comments on the original post range from skepticism to sheer belief in it being a ghost photobombing Haley's selfie. I've seen this picture, and it is also bunk. That's more reactions than a Chinaman on his honeymoon. I often... As a psychic, I have many clients come to me and they say, can you contact my deceased granddad? And nine times out of ten, when I go looking for granddad in the spirit world, they are doing the things they enjoyed doing when they were alive. So there's been many occasions I've gone up to a spirit that's been fishing and said to them, you know, I've got your granddaughter here. She wants to have a word with you. I found them tinkering with tractors, mowing the yard, grandmother's baking cakes, whatever you enjoy doing when you were alive. You're manifesting and creating for yourself like a false reality in the spirit world. I need to find one that likes cleaning. I'd invite him in my house. Oh, wouldn't that be awesome? A yeah. ghost with OCD. Yeah. Do all your laundry for Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Either that or lots of small woodland creatures that can do the washing small up. Small wooden thing. creatures. Small wooden creatures. <laughs> yes, like a Noah's Ark set. That'd be bang up for doing all the housework, wouldn't it? And they went into the laundry room two by two. Fantastic. I should give you points. But there ain't going to be no unicorns. No unicorns. Mm. They missed out, unfortunately. He could have left the mosquitoes out as well while we're on the subject, do you not think? Yeah, I do. Miss Morris, you mentioned the word bunk, more drinking around the world as we speak. 100,000 listeners we have in 100,000 drinks. 190 countries. (laughs) There's people in Vietnam and the Philippines knocking back alcohol as we speak. Brazil. The Ukraine. Yeah. Portugal. Portugal, that's true enough. Japan, all over the world. I should give you points. You're now on a very hefty, magnificent seven. Priscilla Boatman, 35, believes she may have discovered a gateway to a spirit world after the clip showed what looks like phantom legs sticking out of the grass. Or the world's worst skydiver. (laughs) Boatman was targeted in pranks. You've seen the picture, right? Boatman was targeted in pranks by local teams as she set up security cameras in a bid to catch the youngsters in the act. But she was stunned at what she captured. It shows what looks like a pair of legs, complete with trousers and shoes, sticking out of the ground in the middle of the night. Priscilla from Texas... Yay! ...said we put the camera up last year after having problems with some teenagers in the area throwing paper in our trees knocking on the door and running off and things like that. So we put it up for security purposes with electrified razor wire, anti-personnel mines and a moat wow. filled with Gee, they don't mess around. <laughs> I-, I made the last two up. It is set off whenever there is movement outside. And we believed it. Gone Texas. off. I know, right? That's what makes the joke funny, yeah. ultimately. You could actually believe that to be true. I can't believe I've broken my bell again. What are the chances of that happening? My birthday's in April. New bell, please. (laughs) It is set off whenever there is movement outside and it is gone off at some unusual times. I thought it was weird, so I took a look at what it had captured. Maybe it's a gateway of some kind to the spirit world. But this sounds very creepy. Only half a gateway, though, unfortunately. The legs never made it, did they? 
but we were never expecting to capture anything this weird. It looks like things sticking up from the ground. Lots of people are saying they're a pair of legs, she continued. She added, it does make you think, where is the other half of the body? Sticking out of the ground from the waist up in a parallel dimension, no doubt. It's in China, waving. There yeah. you go, perfect. <laughs> He's got no legs. I've seen that cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Maybe it's a gateway of some kind into the spirit world, but that sounds very creepy. Maybe a strange land with education, strange languages, <laughs> different colored people. This is the parallel universe that's called Europe. The image has unsettled Priscilla, and she now no longer walks her chihuahua around the garden for fear of seeing anything else. She added, I hope to God that I don't see the hands or other body parts coming out of the ground. Other body parts. Anyone for a game of horseshoe? So, she sets up a camera because kids in the area are pranking in her front yard, and the very next evening... She sees two strange mannequin legs appearing out of the lawn. That must only be a parallel universe portal, right? Couldn't be oh. anything else, could it, at that point? Not at all. <laughs> Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings? Terrified hospital staff claim they have caught the ghost of a young child on camera as it hid behind a patient's bed. The hospital bed had been left out in a deserted corridor, which is connected to a disused children's ward overnight. Several nurses at Cordoba Children's Hospital in Argentina claim to have seen the supernatural being several times in a matter of hours. The video appears to show the eerie creature peeking out from beneath a set of sheets which are draped over the cot. Apparently, hospital staff reckon the spooky presence is the ghost of a child who died in room 500. Some employees said that they have even placed balloons over the bed and witnessed them bursting as if by magic. While some of the parents of sick children claim to have spotted a small figure sitting on the bed. However, viewers remain unconvinced. Some say they can't see anything moving at all. Meanwhile, others have noticed a shadow to the right-hand side of the bed, meaning human activity and tricks could be behind the ghostly specter if you wish to see the ghostly specter you can visit our facebook site more questions and answers with adrian lee you've got to think you're on your way out haven't you if you're lying in a hospital bed and you start seeing dead people i mean you're now thinking that the veil is thinning for you just see where we are you've got one foot in one camp and another foot on a lawn <laughs> in texas wow wow best headline ever i've do i've done this show now for the best part of three and a half years best headline ever Granny groping ghost explained by psychology. That just makes you want to read the article, doesn't it, at that point? I'm in. A British woman claims she has been touched and groped <laughs> by an unseen presence and suspects, <laughs> suspects her assailant is a perverted poltergeist. Sorry. Oh, there we go again. No, don't apologise. There's people getting drunk all over the world. Fabulous. The Michelle Corrie snort. perverted what? Poltergeist. poltergeist. <laughs> I want to read that book as well. Once again... You can go anywhere you want in spirit, do anything you want, go anywhere you want. At what point in spirit do you say, hey, Bob, want to come out and haunt Hooters or should we go to the girls' locker room again? No, Dave, I'm going to go to an old granny, Groper, in Herne Bay in England. That'll be much better. I'll see you there tomorrow. Don't be an ageist. I'm just saying, 
if the opportunity arose and you're in spirit groping an old granny despite being rather mildly amusing it might be your thing it might be your thing I don't know what she was wearing but it needed ironing Doris Birch I already like this woman Doris Birch I want to know a Doris Birch Doris Birch a grandmother in Herne Bay England said it's like an octopus (laughs) so the ghost of a marine vertebrae now it started four months ago. Octopuses do have spirits. Octopi. They go to that great garden in the sky. Okay. <laughs> Can't get away with that. I was lying in bed when I felt this creepy pair of hands. I kicked frantically and it went away. It's only half a body. <laughs> the legs are in Texas. Oh, God. I kicked frantically. Next time it came, it, I hurled. <laughs> The duvet onto the floor. I'm not going to stop. We'll get taken off air. It has happened several times since, thinking that her experience was perhaps being caused by her bedding. Where can you get such bedding? Michelle wants some. Yeah, no kidding. Birch tried sleeping without the quilt and even replaced her mattress. It's one of those groping mattresses you read so much about. I've seen the massage chairs you've been in. Oh, that is true. We did go to a very cheap hotel when we were on a. It was a nice hotel. Investigation. They had massage chairs. They did. I sat down. Yes, you did. It gripped my hands by the wrists. Mm -hmm. It gripped my ankles. I could not move. It still writes to me. Never have I seen such bruising. You're married. We're married. We're looking to raise a family of sofas. And ottomans. (laughs) There'll be questions asked. You can't do that. (laughs) Dear. Alexandra Holzer suggested that the best way to investigate Birchie's odd phenomena is with a psychic ghostbuster and a close look at their history of the home. Holzer suggested that Birch was being plagued by a ghost of a sexual pervert who may have assaulted other women in the years. Even death could not stop this serial groper. (laughs) Is that Hans Holzer's daughter? It is indeed. Holzer suggested that Birch was being plagued by the ghost of a sexual pervert who may have assaulted other women in the years past. Even death could not stop this serial groper. And his spirit is still getting thrills from touching the grandmother as she sleeps. That may be one explanation, but before calling in ghost hunters and psychics to deal with this sexual harasser from beyond the grave, Birch might be interested in a more likely explanation for the experiences, one that I explored in my book, Scientific paranormal investigations reports of groping ghosts are actually not as rare as you might guess while the vast majority of ghost reports involve blurry figures or round white spots or kids hanging around in council buildings in spain both in photographs and in person many reports come from people just like birch who feel unseen presences in bed late at night belief and psychology often play an important role in ghostly phenomena The biggest clue to understanding what's going on in Birchie's bedroom is the fact that the gropes always occur at night, when she's either asleep, drifting off to sleep, or waking from sleep. Psychologists know that the brain is especially susceptible to hallucinations and waking dreams during these times when consciousness fades. There are no more real than ordinary dreams, but can cause fear and concern if the people believe that the experiences were caused by some ghost 
or evil entity. People who experience these hallucinations often describe themselves feeling terrified, paralyzed, touched and held or pushed down by some unseen force. Most are also convinced that they were fully awake at the time. Doris says she is willing to believe it is just psychosis, but wishes he would cut his fingernails. <laughs> we move into the round that is UFOs and cryptozoologies. It's the towels of green men and hairy beasties. A YouTube channel that claims to post UFO sightings has been blasted as a fake by another online publisher devoted to extraterrestrial mysteries. Secure Team 10 has published videos oh, no. claiming what? to show aliens <laughs> zooming past the International Space Station. Also a fortress on the moon and black cubes sucking energy from the sun in the past year alone. These have been picked up by news outlets across the world and are so popular they earn the operators of the YouTube channel up to $900 a day. But now wow, a representative... Wow, up some stuff. Yeah, I could find a few bits and pieces. What can we see on Mars this week? What are we looking at? A shopping cart, maybe? Or? Spammer. There we go. <laughs> can can Spammer. But now a representative from Rivals, Lions Ground, has presented a dossier of evidence which suggests Secure Team 10's videos are not the unquestionable evidence of extraterrestrial visitations some people would like them to be. And are damaging real UFO research. Who knew? Never saw that one coming. Lion's Ground has produced a series of videos calling these claims into question and suggesting they damage real UFO research. Heathcliff, owner of Lion's Ground, said he outsmarted the UFO believers and today he drives a fancy car thinking, thank you, donkeys. Not sure how donkeys can make you a lot of money unless you own a chorizo sausage factory, to be honest. Good old donkey sausage. He said that one recent sighting of a flying saucer in Antarctica was actually a pond. There is nothing more than a collection of frozen water there, Heathcliff said. The only thing he has proven is a lack of research. The research also threw into doubt on the claims contained in a video about a mind-bending gateway into your brain, a gateway that leaves two legs sticking out of your head, no doubt. <laughs> Heather, what have you got for me tonight in the round of UFOs and cryptozoology? Rust easy! I'm sorry, rusty what? <laughs> you can rust easy. Rusty and cheesy, fantastic. Yes, there are no zombies in Indiana. No zombies are in you Indiana. Sure? None. There's a hairy Zero. man who's dancing at the moment, if that helps. Radio listeners in Randolph County may have thought differently. However,. When WZZYFN reportedly played emergency bulletins about a disease outbreak that included diseased bodies and zombies, the Randolph County Homeland Security and Emergency Management Office was notified of the broadcast shortly after noon on Wednesday. After confirming with the Indiana Department of Homeland Security that the event was not a training exercise, the investigation continued. Oh, there was some zombies running yes, around. Yes. yes. County officials finally learned that Wuzzy had fallen victim to a breach of a firewall in the station's computer system, and the station's broadcasting system was hacked. Wuzzy, nice. or WZZY. That'll be WZZY, would it? Sure, why not? Okay. And several of its sister stations, which also experienced the hack, were taken off the air until the hack could be controlled. But there are no, no zombies. zombies. Rust Dizzy! 
Rest easy. Rest easy. <sighs> Rust easy. No zombies. Rust easy. Rust and cheesy. That's right. Good combinations. Mm-hmm. I'm glad because I had plans this weekend. Yes, we don't go. want any shenanigans <laughs> with zombies, do we? I should give you points. You're on a remarkable nine. I'm not sure how that happened, but we are at that point. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of UFOs and cryptozoology? A mysterious set of two-foot-long footprints have prompted speculation that Bigfoot. Yay, Bigfoot. Maybe on the loose. With billowing squatch hair. Squatch hair. Blowing Mm, in the wind. Yes. The half-mile stretch of intriguing tracks were discovered in the snow in Sunny Slope, Washington State. Bigfoot researcher Paul Graves hopes the prints could be the long-sought-after proof that Sasquatch is real. According to his observations, the tracks measure around two foot long and around five inches wide at the heel, but they were strangely only two inches deep. So snowshoes, then? Hey. (laughs) 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 The prints were around four to six feet apart, heel to heel, stretching in a near-perfect single-file line from an orchard through a field and past an irrigation canal. Some have speculated that the prince may have been snowshoes. Oh, I'm sorry. No. Do we get a drink out of that? Is that bunk? Are we? Have you, you seen can't this? Use but my I can't use your. But but there's a but. Okay, here we go. Mr. Graves dismissed that the theory, telling the yamikas. <laughs> what the yamikas? <laughs> the, yeah, they like Yakima. the yamish. Yakima. Yakima. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Could be yamika. So the squatches were wearing yarmulkes <laughs> and snowshoes. <laughs> I want me some of that action. Jewish. Jewish. <laughs> Jewish Bigfoot. So Why can't you be more like your brother? <laughs> so terrible. But Mr. Graves dismissed the theory, saying, it's not a person on snowshoes. There's no way that you could keep your snowshoe in that line for that far, all the way through that field, perfectly in line. Have we considered a Bigfoot wearing snowshoes? You just wouldn't get snowshoes that big, would you? He could make them in the woods. Yeah, he could make them. There you go. Mm -hmm. I've seen it on the show alone. You can make snowshoes. Mm -hmm. Bigfoot's making snowshoes. Mm -hmm. That makes sense to me. He's convinced that all the signs lead to the big guy. If it was a fake track, the print would be even, Mr. Graves said, and these show contours of a live foot. As opposed to a dead foot? A big foot. <laughs> a dead foot. <laughs> right. The tracks were discovered by Roy Bianchi, a self-confessed Bigfoot believer. There we go. Oh. Who's selling his videos on YouTube for $900. As we speak, I shall give you... A multitude of points, and you're now on seven. We move into the round that is the strange and the bizarre. It's the stories from around the world this week that are too good not to read out, but don't fit easily into any other category. Now, the idea of getting married in a fast food restaurant might sound like a terrible, terrible idea. Not if it's Dairy Queen. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to constipate your marriage. However... If there's one fast food place I'm willing to give a pass to, it's Taco Bell. And Uh, to prove they can not only get away with packaging the same basic ingredients and somehow coming up with a diverse menu by just calling them different (laughs) names, Taco Bell decided to up the ante. 
by letting you get married in one of their franchises for only $600. Love and Tacos will give you and your loved ones a chance to win an all-expenses-paid trip to the Taco Bell Cantina in Las Vegas. It's the first franchise that only offers its classic menu, but adds booze to the equation. So you'll be able to get drunk and not have to go through the trouble of finding a Taco Bell that satisfies your <laughs> booze-induced munchies. For £600, you get a ceremony and a Taco 12-pack with a Cinnabon Delights cake in a private room that holds up to 15 people. You'll also get some wedding-only Taco Bell merchandise. Oh, boy. A sauce packet garter. Oh, gross. A bow tie, a bouquet. Ugh. And a matching Taco Bell just married t-shirts for the bride and groom. Just what every girl dreams of. Classy. The only problem I have with this. There's, only? Only, there's only one? There's well, one. there's one that kind of pokes its head above everything else. And it's the effect that a Taco Bell has on my lower intestinal tract. Where I'm trying to reinsert it with a shoehorn. Like it's just <gasps> press the ejector seat button. I can't believe you could sit through a ceremony where you've got 15 people sat in the room. And you hear, dearly beloved, Just we are gathered here today beneath the eyes of the Lord to witness the joining together. Oh, that was a little wet. Juice, anyone? See how that's going to affect the ceremony? You can't get through the whole thing, can you? Be the worst thing ever. I shall give myself points for being informative more than anything. Is that else. when you say, I do do? <laughs> Ay, 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 do, do, do. <laughs> I will give you 100 points. 100 points. What? If you can tell me what the word doo-doo means in Swahili. Um, There's a hundred, a hundred, never seen before in the history of more questions. The heady heights, the hedonism. It means yes, yes. Yes, yes. No, it doesn't mean yes, yes. <laughs> Michelle, have a guess. Anything you want. Sky. It's insect, and insect is a doo-doo. I just thought I'd share that. Oh. I'm not saying I speak fluent Swahili, but I know a few words, and doo-doo. Is it the one that goes like... It's very onomatopoeic. You're absolutely right. Ah. It does sound like many of the things. Like clicks and... That's the sort of yeah. thing, yeah. Like the word zoom or boom or bang or like moist. <gasps> things that sound, you know, a little, little S-y, a little... Do you, you know. remember like a ways back you asked us what our favorite word was? I figured it out today. Jeez, what? it's taking you four weeks. What is it? How many words do you know? Debauchery. Oh, De that's a good word. Debauchery. I, I love that word. I wonder if the French have a word for that. <laughs> Heather, what have you got for me tonight in the round of The Strange and the Bizarre? Man is arrested after stabbing himself just so he could get a day off work. Get a day off work? I tried that, so I, I didn't have to come it. here. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder why you lost your little finger on your left hand. <laughs> Things are that bad, aren't they? I faked having flu last week so I didn't have to sit here with you. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> At this point, it is unknown what kind of career 54-year-old Masuri Miura, I think that's it, has. But the Japanese businessman was so disheartened with his job, he stabbed himself just to get one day off. Miura told police that he was stabbed in the hip. If you're going to stab yourself, why would you stab yourself in the hip? 
do it somewhere somebody would actually man yeah, come on no. yeah but he only went one day off of work he didn't want the whole week uh, I don't know yeah but nobody's gonna come up to you and mug you and stab you in the hip that's not the first place I'm gonna stab you I'd stab you in the cheek or the chest or something so you thought about where you're gonna stab me have you, have you given this consideration we talk about it a lot. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just diagrams I told map. you to delete those messages <gasps> sorry there's a room in Michelle's house that no one gets to go into. You walk through the door and it's like, Jesus, Mary and Joseph. There's pictures of me all over the wall and diagrams. With, and with yarn going from one photo to and another. And a big hole in the floor. It puts the lotion on the skin. Or it gets the hose again. She's made a life-size bust of my head out of my used chewing gum. <laughs> with candles around yep. it. Sweet. Okay. So, uh, as police questioned him, however, they found inconsistencies with this story, and Miura eventually confessed to stabbing himself with a knife he found, oh, and this is so disgusting, near a subway ticket station in Nagoya Municipal. He was eventually arrested, actually, for interfering with police duty. So, he got that day off work. He did get the day off work. Poor guy. He doesn't sound well. Not how he intended it. But he got the day off work. Now, hundreds of frogs have invaded a home and are refusing to leave. They're very stubborn, apparently. Hmm. Barry Kirby is battling an army of amphibians at his home. Kirby? When Barry, a bouncer, (laughs) gets home from work on the night shift, more than 200 frogs will be blocking his way to the back door at his home in Semberdo in Plymouth. It's not like I've got a problem with frogs. (laughs) I thought they would disappear after the first few nights. But now I think they'll never leave. The, I told you not to feed them. The 40-year-old single parent who lives with his teenage daughter, Nicole, has lived in his Plymouth community home's own property for six months. He first noticed the frogs when he was getting ready for work about two weeks ago. They were always in the bathroom and they would hold all-night parties. Recalling, <laughs> recalling the moment... Wise. He was faced with the croakers, which all seemed to be mating, he said. I spotted one, then I saw another and another and another, and then they were everywhere. I thought, hang on a minute, there's about 40 altogether. What's going on? I thought somebody was playing a practical joke. A practical croak, surely. I love this show. Then when I was getting home from work, I saw them all up my steps. There were hundreds. It was very bizarre. At first, it wasn't a problem. But now they're keeping me up all night. I have to turn my television on just to drown out their noise. They're about the size of my palm, too. And the other morning, as I was walking up the steps of my back door, I slipped on one and (laughs) broke my ankle. Yeah, but what happened to the frog? It ruined this morning. (laughs) When the frog problem didn't get any better, Barry got in touch with his housing provider to see if there was anything they could do. They advised him to contact Pest Control, which he did, only be t- to be told they don't deal with frog. <laughs> they come over here, they steal our women, oh, steal our God. jobs. I really oh. don't know where they've come from. It seems like I've got every frog from St. Bordeaux Estate in my back garden. It feels like I've got a banner up saying frog party here. Which is ironic on two levels, as St. Bordeaux is a French name and he's a bouncer. Although Barry didn't know the previous owner of the house... Oh, you said bouncer. (laughs) (laughs) Do try and keep up, it's really important. (laughs) He added at the moment, they look like they're all mating, and some of them are pregnant. (laughs) 
How would he know? How would he know? That means there's going to be a, a lot of spawn flying around. Oh, God. Frogs can't be pregnant. They're man only mammals. Gravid. They're gravid. You're absolutely right. Gravid is the word. One frog commented that his mate Trevor posted there was a party at a house on Twitter and it just went viral. He went on to say that he could not have made his girlfriend pregnant as he got her to jump up and down afterwards. <laughs> Michelle, what have you got finally tonight <laughs> in the round of the strange and the bizarre? Visitors to an abbey in Germany are able to get up close to a pair of bizarre relics, the jewel and gold encrusted skeletons of two very early Christian saints. The breathtakingly ornate Church of the Assumption in Furstenberg Abbey near Munich is said to be the final resting place of St. Hyacinth of Caesarea and St. Clement's. The bones are covered head to toe in a dizzying array of valuable stones and gold and proudly displayed in gilded glass cases. Hyacinth was a young Christian living at the start of the second century who was starved to death for refusing to renounce his faith to his Roman oppressors. Hailing from what is now Turkey, the youngster refused to take part in the ceremonial sacrifices to the official Roman gods and when confronted refused to abandon his faith. His Roman captors only served him meat blessed for sacrifice to their gods, which his faith forbade him from eating, and he starved to death at just 12 years old. So if he'd been given some spam, he might have been okay. Spammel. Spammel. That's right, Spammel. Spammel. Try to keep up. Oh. <laughs> it's important. Nice. <laughs> Oh, oh no. Oh, oh no. Oh, There's a minute to go. You've had 50 you've done well for 59 minutes, haven't you? But you couldn't last, could you? You have to ruin it. Ruined. 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 It's ruined. It's ruined. Heather's on minus 10. Oh. Dear lord. You just have to ruin it, didn't you? St. Clemens was born a Roman consul with Roman Emperor Domitian, who had him beheaded for his faith. The skeletons are not the only macabre aspect in the church. It was built in 1256 by Louis II, Duke of Bavaria, who killed his wife because he thought she was cheating on him. To atone for his sin, she hadn't committed adultery. He was told to build an abbey by Pope Alexander IV. It's gruesome back then, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Many mean Man. and nasty things. If you wish to see those amazing bejeweled skeletons, why not visit our Facebook site, More Questions and Answers with Adrian Lee, and you can see for yourself. We now move into the round, which proves to me that you've now visited our archives. Why don't you press the little heart or write a nice review while you're listening to the round? That is not for your mother. These are the stories from around the world that we can't read out on air that are laden with innuendo and with things that we would get fined for or removed. So make sure there's any minors in the room they need to be shuffled off to bed with some cookies and some milk. Mm -hmm. Miss Morris, what have you got for me first in the round of Not For Your Mother? A former parcel force driver has expressed enormous shame and uh -oh. regret No, after performing... Sex acts in a letterbox of a house in Northern Ireland over a six-month period. Oh, no. It's lucky it wasn't in this country. <laughs> You'd better put the flag up. That's terrible. Isn't How it? big was the letterbox? I don't was know. Was there a dog on the other side barking? <laughs> oh, David 
Camlin, 52, pleaded guilty at a Fermanagh Magistrate's Court last week to three counts of damaging a door. Wow. <laughs> he must have been really putting his back into that, mustn't he? That's the front door as well, I might add. It'd been worse if it was the back door. <laughs> Keep on knocking, but you can't come, come in. in. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> nice. The postman's coming. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to stick a cucumber through your letterbox and shout out, look out, the aliens are coming. <laughs> well, last oh. August, a man who was having work done on his late mother's house at Derry's Road in Monia became suspicious after observing... Get ready, get ready, Michelle. I'm going to buckle up. Let me get my cup. Let me get my cup. A puddle on the floor. A puddle? Jesus, a puddle? A puddle? Christ. (laughs) He had a puddle. I can't compete with that. (laughs) So the guy installed a CCTV camera to identify the culprit, and footage showed a parcel force van pulling up outside the house one lunchtime. To be fair, the door still writes to him. (laughs) (laughs) The man walked to the door and placed his private parts in the letterbox on the front door. On the recording, he then appeared to um, masturbate through the letterbox. The incident lasted a few minutes before the man got back into the van and then drove off casually smoking a cigarette. On a second occasion, a few days later, he noticed the camera as he was carrying out. He really liked this door. Yes, he's probably unscrewed it from the hinges and he's put it in the bed next to him. Um, after police examined the footage, Camblin was interviewed and denied urinating, but he said he was actually masturbating. So the he... door was apparently cheating on him with some cupboards in the kitchen. Oh. With the milkman. <laughs> the milkman. Uh-huh. Describing the act as spontaneous. How can it be spontaneous if you know you're going to do it and it's the same dang door every day? <laughs> I have I no answer. I this door. I know. Did it have curves? Yeah. Was it. Did it have, nice, kind of wood did it have nice knockers? <laughs> <laughs> everyone, everyone was thinking it. But only one person said it. (laughs) He claimed that he had paid over $1,000 to replace the door. So he broke the wood. Oh, dear God. (laughs) And he had employed services of the cleaning doctor for the floor puddles and can you get magazines for like doors where there's like a center spread of like some french patio doors that you're kind of working your way on (laughs) what's green and sits on your lawn patio furniture irish oh i wish that was better too (laughs) um he said that the cctv had cost over 500 pounds to install just to catch the culprit in the act the owner further claimed that he had been unable to rent the property from february to october last year as a result as a result of this problem and he lost out on rent of 450 pounds a month. So, See, my dark nature would want to get some itchweed from the yard and tie it behind the door. Do you see what I'm saying? 
But you'd probably end up getting sued for things like that, wouldn't you? My dark nature would set oh, up a shocker to the metal. Oh. So when you touched it, so it's like, like, <laughs> like one of those. It's a giant gangers. Oh. Operation. <laughs> you want one of those Chinese fingers in there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chinese finger. I know, yeah. Chinese finger torture, yes. Oh, Christ. That would be terrible. (laughs) God, you'd be pulling for days. But I'm trying to stretch a balloon out before you blow it up. (laughs) Terrible. I can't compete with that. Look at my balloon animal. I'll make you a giraffe. Hang on. Great. There you go. <laughs> Great at kids' parties. <laughs> Bonk mad burglar breaks into a sex shop and gulps at Paul, ignoring $35,000 of sex gear. The brazen burglar broke in through the roof of a store, making off with only the kinky toy, despite there being lots of valuables, including a $15,000 photocopier, a computer and a DVD player. He handpicked a blonde Heidi sex doll after rummaging through tons of saucy toys. Priorities. Yeah. He obviously had a mission, didn't he? The horny thief is believed to have fled the shop the same way he came through the roof, leaving the anatomically correct sex toys box behind. He's going to want to come back for that. that. (laughs) He's going to be disappointed. (laughs) Apparently she's a very busy woman because it said on the box she had three working offices. Shocked shop owner Alan Brooke described the burglar as cheeky after he found a porn DVD playing on a loop in the office computer when he opened up the adult shop on Bolton Road in Berry, Greater Manchester. He called the police to the scene on Sunday morning. They left Wednesday afternoon after taking down some particulars. The owner said it's probably an embarrassed customer who didn't have the guts to buy it. Don't be shy. Give us a try. And that's how your brother was born. It makes me wonder whether somebody has broken in just to steal that doll. It's obvious they have also been watching porn on the office computer. Greater Manchester Police found roof tiles had been removed, which allowed the robber to get inside the saucy shop. Mr. Brook claimed it would cost an estimated $2,000 to get the roof and ceiling fixed. The shop owner said he's been robbed only a few times since opening in 1974. Cops are believed to be examining security footage and fingerprints taken on the scene. Are these your prints on exhibit A, the two-ended jelly green giant with the three-speed gears? I'm just, if they caught the guy, that's what would be in an exhibit bag. <clears throat> See what I'm saying? Oh, gross. That's what'll happen. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of NFM? Well, it's trendy. Yay. Fake camel toe underwear. I'm wearing mine now. I noticed. Yeah, I'm wearing it round the back. Uh, yeah, I noticed. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> She'd been staring at my bottom then, is that what you did? <laughs> it was either that or hemorrhoids. I couldn't <laughs> to wedgings. Wedgings. I've given myself a wedgings. The camel toe look is one that divides many. It divides a lot, doesn't it? I think you'll find. I'm split. <laughs> Do you know Moses came to mind for some reason? Oh, no. <laughs> In one camp, there are the folks who would rather not put their lower lady lips on display. Oh, no. 
For others, it's a fashion statement worth making for Khloe Kardashian. It's a fact of life. Wow. Uh huh. Now photos are circulating around the internet of brands selling underwear with built-in molds to make it look as if the wearer has a camel toe. What is this world coming to? Where are we now in society in 2017 where you can buy underwear that has molded camel toe lips? Molded? Into, what do you think they've done? <laughs> Who have they fashioned them on, by the way? The last thing I saw was non-camel toe guard for your pants. Yeah. You can find an assortment on AlliExpress.com, which what, advertises... What, a different colors? Yeah. Well, yes. Are you serious? Absolutely. You've got fuchsia, shocking they're, pink, they're, they're, candy floss. They're more flesh tones. That's right. Of the rainbow. Yeah. Why? It's like the United Colors of Benetton down exactly. there. Exactly, yeah. yes. Why? Because yeah. lots of people want them. No, of I don't want them. Of all different races. Yes. Yeah. The thing is, does it matter what colour it is? Because that's what I'm saying. You're going to have a pair of pants on ultimately. You would think so. Who knows? <laughs> Look at you! You've got the thinker pose going. <laughs> I'm like the thinker by Rodan at the moment. Yeah. Like, oh, let me just uh, let me work on. I'll let you know what I conclude next week. Okay, so you can find them on. AlliExpress.com, which advertises these contraptions for a variety of uses. Yes. Mm, better snatch it up. <laughs> oh, look, I've got somewhere to park my bicycle. <laughs> it suggests them for drag queens. One particular item is labeled cross-dress with a bright orange banner. The other... Sorry. Uh, a banner? Mm -hmm. It comes with a banner. Yeah. Look Where do you my... put the flag? Look at... Dear God. <laughs> Typical American. You always want to put a flag in something, don't yeah. you? The same item is also described as transgender underwear. Okay. Now, it should be noted that trans women and drag queens are two distinctly different types of people. Okay. Oh, and these, <laughs> these contraptions aren't cheap either. Prices on Ally Express range from $72 to no. $109. I'm in the wrong Can game. Can I make my own? I was going to say, I've got Play-Doh out I think out we again. should make some. Absolutely. I've, we'll get some clay together. We'll and sell some... them. Yeah. yeah. We'll go on the MQTA, CamelToe.com. <laughs> <laughs> com. <laughs> I bet you've 10 bucks that site's not been taken yet. Yeah. <laughs> Don't. Because I wouldn't bet that. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a lot, at least to me, for an artificial nana <laughs> nana that's not my nana <laughs> your nana's dead mate <laughs> a few of the underwear inserts come in a range of flesh colors i thought you were going to say flavors mm, that's what we can make ours to be flavored oh, oh. i want curry well, come on work with me curry stroke prune cocktail strawberry <laughs> <laughs> Cherry. I'm, think <laughs> I'm thinking up a whole bunch of stuff. Fish taco. Mm. Oh, no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Sushi. Mm-mm. Mm okay, so they come in a range of exciting flesh colors. So Barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> Peanut butter. Earwax. So at least people of many races and ethnicities can enjoy some of their own skin tone. Many of them are crafted from silicone. 
That's good. I can see how these pieces might be a hilarious addition to a fabulous or intentionally not so fabulous drag ensemble. But as a woman, I shudder at the thought of having one of these puppies tucked away in my shorts while walking through town. They are working it in the department yeah. store. Yeah, no. Not mm -mm. going to happen. Mm -mm. Heather Morris. Yes. You have the last story of the evening. Very excited about this. Oh, good. It's got a willy in it, isn't it? I'm nope. wrapped. Nope. Nope. Woman's sassy obituary warns people to wait to claim her stuff. Relatives of a 91-year-old Ohio woman who died this week are giving her the last word with a sassy, occasionally profane obituary that starts with the basics. I was born. I lived. I died. Almost want to know her. I know. And instructs people to wait the appropriate amount of time before trying to claim her stuff. They wrote it on Jean Odie's perspective, recapping the people important to her, adventures she had in her favorite activities, including playing cards and teaching her granddaughter dirty songs. Mm. Her daughter, Casey Odie Clark, tells the Columbus Dispatch the obituary celebrates a blunt woman who lived unapologetically. It also promises an after-party followed the funeral, but warns, If you are sick, don't bother to come. I might be dead, but I still don't want your germs. Oh. So, I thought to myself, what dirty songs could this old lady have been teaching her that is a good granddaughter? Question. So, what is she teaching her granddaughter? I can think of some limericks. Well. There was a woman from Nantucket once. Oh. Well, here's what I did. I oh, actually no. did some research on dirty songs. Excellent. Yes. Um, nineteen twenty-eight. There 19. was a there was a song called "It's Tight Like That," and it's a dirty song. It's actually called. There is a genre called the dirty blues. Did you know this? Oh, I know. It's intriguing, right? And so this song was called "It's Tight Like That" by Tampa Red and Georgia Tom. Georgia Tom. That's right. Catching catfish. Mm-hmm. And in 1929, there was a song called You'll Never Miss Your Jelly Until Your Jelly Roller Is Gone. Oh, my God. By Lil Johnson. Dirty <laughs> Lil Johnson. <laughs> mm -hmm. The Dirty Blues. It's called The Dirty Blues. And it makes me want to listen to some of these songs, oh, really. Oh, yeah. Dan -na 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 -na. We are in 1930. There was a song by Bo Carter called Please Warm My Wiener. Oh. I know. Intriguing. You need that for Minnesota. <laughs> also in 1930, there was a song by Irene Scruggs called Good Grinding. Mm. I didn't know they had all this back then. I, Do you know what? I will go as far as to say I've studied the history of cinema. That was part of my mm -hmm. M.A. There was worse things before censorship came along because there was no censorship in place. Right, right. So a lot of the films, I'm thinking of Josephine Baker, the famous dancer oh, yes. from back in the, mm -hmm. the turn of the last century. There was things that were in films and things that were shown, some of the horror films that were made right. very, very early on before censorship. And then when censorship came along in films, everything suddenly became sterile. Right. So mm -hmm. I wonder if a lot of those things were put in place before. I mean, you've seen the Romans with their bathhouses with Ooh, Venus yeah. and all kinds of carrying Absolutely. on. You know, the Venus of Villendorf and uh, oh, yes. various 
artifacts and icons from over the last 10 to 20,000 years that have been carved onto bits of wood and painted on cave walls. Right. So I think, you know, censorship has killed many of these things that our grandparents would have been fully aware of. I know. And that's what I found so fascinating about this. Now, I have a few more. Uh, in 1931, another song came out by Bo Carter called uh, Banana in Your Fruit Basket. Oh. I know, right? Sounds <laughs> intriguing, do titles it? to all these. Uh, they also wrote in 31, My Pencil Won't Write No More. Oh, mm. that's a terrible situation. You need to yeah. get a, some sort of pencil sharpener. Lucille Bogan in 1935 had a song called Shave Em Dry, and there was some dirty, dirty <laughs> lyrics in it. I'm just saying, I did read a few. Our <laughs> listeners need to go and look these up of their I own know. accord. Uh, in Shave Em Dry? Shave Em Dry. You need some sort of lotion, don't you? A bit of moisturizer or something. And I got to look up this artist, Lil Johnson, because they were going crazy with some of the songs. Uh, the last three are coming from Lil Johnson. Get them from the peanut man, hot nuts. <laughs> I know, right? In 35. Also, another one of my favorites that Lil Johnson wrote is If It Don't Fit, Don't Force It. And my personal favorite oh, by good. Lil Johnson Anybody Want to Buy My Cabbage? <laughs> My cauliflower's got a nice head on it, if that helps. What about the 1923 classic, I've Come In Your Hand, Mrs. Johnson? Then there was that famous Austrian waltz, Fellatio in the Moonlight. And I've got my wiener caught in your front door. Do you think anyone's ever put their bits and pieces in a Chinese finger? I'm willing, live on air, that if you bring in a Chinese oh, finger, yeah, no. I'm, I'm going to see if that happens. I got my wiener in a Chinese finger. I woke up this morning. It was stuck tight. I can't. If I walked away, <laughs> it'd be hanging right. Jeez. Down in the blues, boy. The dirty blues. <laughs> Michelle looks like she's been out running. She's got a sweat on. I'm going to write that song. I'll bring my guitar next week. We'll see what we can oh, do. Oh, yes. Well, all good things come to an end, so let us look at tonight's scores in last place with the K2 meter and the dead battery, who not more than 30 seconds ago had a resplendent <laughs> 11 points and was in the lead. It's Heather Morris, who has now scored one. <laughs> but in first place, winning the $33,000 IR camera is Michelle. Yay, me! Who scored nine, I bring up... Second place with a resplendent rounded eight. Do not fear, listener. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time. And I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal. Strange, intriguing, bizarre and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show and feel free to contact me anytime via my Facebook site. More questions and answers with Adrian Lee. You can also join my Twitter account at Adrian underscore Lee. 
underscore tips. And remember, we now do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show in a round called Not For Your Mother that we can't read out on air. But you can access those in our archives if you go to soundcloud.com and search for MQTA Radio. My gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, Yaton Drain and Michelle Corrie and all at the International Paranormal Society at interparanormal.net. And all of the show's sponsors, including the Lakes Area Paranormal Interest Group and MUFON of Minnesota. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening and remember, be interested and interesting. Good night. <laughs>